Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I don't know if you've been following the election for the mayor of London. Obviously, you've got loads of candidates. You've got Sadiq Khan, who's like the front runner. Uh, Sean Bailey's the conservative guy. There's a some like, I don't know, weirdo called Lawrence Fox. But there's also a candidate who calls themselves Count Binface. And their identity has remained a mystery until now. Because I can now exclusively reveal if we remove the bucket, it was me all along. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Anita and Girl from Rio, and it's on Wizard Radio. Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande before that. All right, how's it going? I'm Alec Feldman, and welcome to two hours of my brain. Step inside, wipe your feet, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, how's it going? Does anybody want to talk about local elections anymore? Does anybody care about them? Is there anything interesting to say? No, no, right, okay, let's not Let's not do that. No point. Instead, though, uh, we can talk about the new alternative to Zoom. I'm quite excited about this. I've been reading about what the future holds for virtual socializing and i can report back i'll tell you about that in about five minutes time not only is zoom getting replaced only fans might be as well if that's a website that you're aware of and use that is all to come in the next 20 minutes or so also on the show before five o'clock this afternoon tv shows that start good and then become rubbish who wants to go on a mystery cruise no it's not a new game show uh, it's a genuine offer. And who's divorcing who? Lots of questions. I will give you lots of answers in the next two hours. Also coming up, a 60-second guide. We'll play what's going on. It's all it's all going on. Hang out with me. We'll have a nice time, I promise. Um, all to come in the next couple hours on Wizard Radio Plus. New Billie Eilish song. New Wes Nelson song. New Little Mix song is on in a second. What a week it's been for them, right? All of that to come. After... I kind of, I have a bit of a, what would I call it, like a brain dump. I want to unload some things. I want to tell you what the worst and the best things in the world are this week. I feel like every week has its own 
as its own flavour at the moment. What was last week? Last week, everyone was talking about Boris Johnson's phone number. That's that's the distant past now. There's lots of other stuff that I would like to tell you about. Um, starting with the worst thing in the world this week, which is it's a very British thing to say, but it's kind of it's the weather. It's making me really grumpy. Um, miserable. Because it's the, what are we on? The 8th of May, right? 8th of May, and it's, what can I say? Peeing it down. It is really heavily raining. I had to put on, like, cold, wet trousers earlier because I cycled somewhere, like, changed out of them to, to work. I wasn't, wasn't doing anything illegal. Changed back into them, they were still wet. Really miserable. It's not supposed to be like this. And it's my birthday next week, and I'd very much like it if it was not cold and wet and miserable on my actual birthday. Thank you very much. So that's that's getting it's annoying me at the moment. Just the fact that it's so not May like. That's kind of rubbish. That's Podcast. Everybody has podcasts these days. This one is uh, slightly different to all the other podcasts because it's not hosted by a white bloke. Uh, I include my own podcast in that. It's instead hosted by a white woman that we're all very familiar with because she's a a key figure, a crucial figure in local democracy in a small village in Cheshire. Do you remember, do you remember Jackie Weaver of the Handforth Parish Council fame? I went, I went to Handforth on a pilgrimage to try and retrace Jackie's steps. But anyway, she's got a podcast now and... I would like to play you a small section of it just so you can hear what it's going to sound like. Hello, I have a new podcast, Jackie Weaver Has the Authority. Every episode, I'll be joined by a guest as we have the authority to answer any questions you might have. And make sure you read the standing orders and subscribe. Oh, man. So, number one, she's, she's totally milking that whole read the standing orders thing. Um, but I quite like it. And also, she's got her own jingle. I, I, actually, I was going to say I don't have my own jingles, but I sort of do. But so does she. Jackie Weaver now has a jingle where they sing her name and her catchphrase. And that's her podcast. And as much as it's probably going to be a bit rubbish and a bit cringy, I'm here for it because I'm all for people milking their their five minutes and maximizing it and she seems like an all right person so jackie weaver the podcast uh, by the way that wasn't something i i faked i know i might occasionally fake things that i think are funny but that that was actually real um jackie weaver the podcast coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts from how exciting and the other best thing in the world this week i have something else to play you you know how i really like the simpsons you know how I got really upset the other week when they moved The Simpsons from 6pm to 5.30pm? Just just as an update on that, it is back at 6 o'clock where it belongs now, so, you know, people power works. But I really like The Simpsons. Most of my Facebook timeline is Simpsons-related memes. And one of the, the greatest Simpsons memes of all time is the Steamed Hams meme. Now, some people might say that this peaked probably about three years ago, but not me. Like I said with, with Jackie Weaver, you keep flogging that dead horse, you keep milking that cow, and I've seen a new Steamed Hams video go up in the last week, and because it is my favourite Simpsons meme, um, I 
I'm obsessed with it. It is the best thing in the world this week. If you don't know what steamed hams is, if you've never come across that particular bit of the internet, it's a sketch from a Simpsons episode in probably about 1999, where Principal Skinner and his boss, Superintendent Chalmers, have lunch together at Principal Skinner's house, and hilarity ensues. It's supposed to be like a, a Mickey take of NAF sitcoms. And there's a terrible misunderstanding when Principal Skinner burns his roast and instead presents his boss with fast food, but pretends it's his own cooking and it's called a steamed ham. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of complicated to explain. You have to watch the whole thing. But if you are aware of it, then you will very much enjoy this. It's a clip of somebody doing a rap interpretation of steamed hams. Superintendent, I was just doing some stretches, isometric exercises, I was just using the ledges. Now you're bugging, why is smoke coming out your oven? That's just the steam, I'm steaming clams for us to eat. Steam clams, steam clams, that's the meal that I've pre-planned. Through the door he ran. What a talent. What an incredible talent. That was somebody wrapping steamed hams. If I was better prepared, I could tell you their name. Um, but I haven't done the research. I'll tell you what, let's get on the new Little Mix song and then I'll, I'll find out and credit the person because I have played their thing on the radio and it's really good. And also I'll tell you about what will be replacing Zoom in the next few months. Little Mix, Confetti, featuring Sweetie is on right now. Little Mix, Sweetie and Confetti on Wizard Radio. Alec here. Hello. Hope you're okay. Coming up, a uh, new Billie Eilish song. But we are, let's see, about 14 months into a global pandemic about that give or take it's been it's been a while we're all quite used to it now uh, depending on where you are in the world um you'll have a, a wildly different experience of what's currently going on uh, here in the uk for example we're sort of on the way out of lockdown everything looks quite positive fingers crossed after a long time of it being very negative so that's that's kind of cool but like i said varies wherever you are but the one constant of the pandemic, and possibly something that may continue long after COVID is a distant memory, is Zoom. If there was, you know, one one word, one thing, one company that you would think of when people talk about this this time, it's Zoom, right? And everybody's been doing Zooms. There was the Zoom quiz phase, and now there's like the just Zoom hangout phase or the Zoom. Uh, I don't know, meeting phase, if that's what you do. Um, you know, Zoom has done brilliantly out of this pandemic, money-wise as well. Um, but I feel like people use Zoom because it's useful. Nobody particularly enjoys using Zoom. It's not, it's not a fun experience. Yeah, cool, it's kind of funny when people accidentally make their faces potatoes or whatever. That's good, but like, it, Zoom is a product we, we have to use, not a product we like to use. And there is a, a genuine, recognised, scientific, psychological phenomenon called Zoom fatigue, where you spend so long on Zooms you get really tired. Like Zoom school, another example. Isn't Zoom school way more tiring than just normal school, somehow, even though you don't even have to leave your bedroom? Don't even have to leave your bed. Because Zoom fatigue, it's real. Um, I feel like but part of it is the fact that you spend half the time being really conscious of what you look like and like looking at yourself and watching yourself to see how you look to other people, whatever. There is a potential solution to Zoom fatigue, which may end up being the future of all these virtual meetings or virtual schools or whatever we end up doing in the future after after all this. Um, virtual spaces. 
is is the concept that I would like to to sell to you right now. So on a Zoom, you sit there, you get a camera on you, you talk to people. Fine. On a virtual space, nobody has to look at you because instead of you know you being there, you get a little avatar instead. It's like a little a little character, a little person of your creation, and instead of your background of wherever you happen to be. Uh, it's like its own little imaginary world that can be any backdrop you like. It could be a library, it could be an office, it could be a bowling alley. It could be literally wherever you want it to be. You could play games, you can just chat. Um, you could pretend to have a coffee if you really wanted. These virtual spaces are supposed to be the future of online meetings, not Zooms, virtual spaces. Uh, which does sound kind of cool. I mean, my first thought, obviously, is that like these have existed for years. Like, hello, you've just invented Club Penguin. This isn't new. Um, but I quite like it as an idea. It doesn't sound completely ridiculous. Obviously, I'd rather like actually meet people in person and talk to them in person, and that's that's very nice. But I think going for these virtual spaces over Zooms might be quite fun. It could be like the good old days. You could get like start competing for coins you could adopt a little pet they could make it a massively like class-based system where the members get all the privileges and the normal plebs don't get anything uh, disney could buy it out they could eventually shut it down and it could all end in tears i quite like it what can i say it does sound like a kind of cool idea um but that said i'm not 100 percent convinced that people will actually get bored get on board with this because it's quite distracting as an idea. Why would you go to all that trouble when you could just, after a pandemic, just actually meet people? I don't know. I feel like they've slightly missed the boat on this. <laughs> like, maybe if they come up with this a year ago, it would have done slightly better. But I, I, I'm kind of interested to try it and see if it is just like Club Penguin or what. But that is the future, apparently. Um, instead of Zooms, these weird Club Penguin-like virtual spaces. So if anybody would like to invite me to their virtual space, Hit me up and I'll give it a go. Coming up next, I got told off this week. I'll tell you why after Billie Eilish and your power on Wizard Radio. Billie Eilish off of Instagram. You may be aware of her work. That is your power and it's on Wizard Radio. I'm mad that whole story about her Instagram post and the likes and stuff. Kind of the, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, Coming up, Wes Nelson, Easy Life, and someone who shares their name with me, but is not me, Alec Benjamin. But first, um, I talked on the show last week about how I was meeting my friend for lunch, and it was like the first bit of sort of proper socialising I'd done for months, since like, I don't know, August possibly? Because I was like socialising one-on-one with someone for an extended period at a restaurant, which is very novel. I've, I've I've been to restaurants twice, I think, since they reopened, um, and so it felt very very novel. And um, I well, there's no easy way to put this. I got told off. I was so concerned about you know getting it right with him and the COVID etiquette and all that stuff, and I still managed to balls it up and get told off. Um, I did ask for some some tips last week, and I mean none of you lot told me this specific one so really i should be holding this against you i'm not but but just so you know i i could because um nobody nobody reminded me of this and it, it backfired somewhat so now I'll, like restaurants now because of 
COVID. They've got all these these different things in place. You've got to like and QR codes left, right, and center, and book and sign in and check in and tap in and I don't know, loads of different stuff. There's a QR code for everything. And that's sort of the bit that led me into trouble. Because um I was I was in a bit of a rush anyway to get there. Because it had suddenly been brought forward much earlier in the day. And I got a message at like half eleven being like, Can you do half an hour? And at that time last Sunday, I was still in bed. So I was like, mm, give it 45 minutes. So anyway, an hour later, I do arrive. By which point it started raining. Which was unfortunate because all restaurants in the UK until like next Monday, I think. Or in England at least. They're all outside only. Um, but this particular place we went to uh, has an upstairs. Like a, what do you call it? Like a roof terrace. But to get to the roof terrace, you have to go inside the restaurant and go up the stairs and then go out the top again this is important an important detail for the story it's raining he's on this roof terrace under undercover thankfully i have to go into the restaurant upstairs out to meet him which sounds like a really simple task and i thought it would be um because when i went to the pub a couple of weeks ago like it was all outside you just walk up and someone's like oh hey come sit over there cool but the whole going inside thing really threw me off and I was like, well, what do I what do? I do? Like, he's already up there. He's waiting for me. Let's just hurry up so he's not waiting any longer. I walk in uh, with my mask on, obviously, um, and see the steps. And I'm like, oh, okay, I know where I'm going. Go up the steps, find him, meet him, sit down. Jobs are good. And, um, a few moments later, it, I, I sort of, I wouldn't describe it as being chased, but somebody came up to me and they were like, did you just walk in just now? And I was like, uh, yeah. And they're like, did you sign in? And I was like, uh, oh, sorry, was I was I supposed to? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it now, great. And she was like, well, it would have been good if you'd done it when you walked in and <laughs> walked off. Um, so I, I actually got told off. And nobody likes being told off, even when you're 21 years old. Getting told off still, it still makes you feel bad. I didn't mean to do anything wrong. I wasn't, like, trying to avoid track and trace. I just, I didn't realise I was supposed to do it at the door. I thought you, you should sit down and do it on the app and I, I got told off and I felt bad and embarrassed and I don't know, just very small. Um, now maybe I'm massively overreacting to a minor irritation but it, it did feel weird, especially as I'm a person that generally is very, very respectful of authority. I don't like getting told off, I'm a goody two-shields, I never got in trouble for anything at school. Apart from, like, the the one time I accidentally upset a lord. But we've done that story on the radio before. If you missed it, that's tough. So, I would like to ask you this afternoon. When was the last time you got told off? Was it recently? Was it months ago? Was it years ago? But more specifically, what was it for? That is what I would like you to tell me. To make me feel personally less bad about the fact that I got told off for not track and tracing at a restaurant properly in the right in the right order i did do it in the end just to say because you know i'm a good law-abiding citizen but only after i've been told off for like (laughs) running upstairs too quickly i don't know so if you want to get in touch with me this afternoon my number is 07807 183 538 you can email me instead if you like station at wizardradio.co.uk or tweet me dm me any of that at wizardradio for any correspondence you would like to send me. When was the last time we got told off? What was it for? 07807 183 538. Let me know. 
and I'll read out my favourites in a few minutes time. Easy Life is coming up, who I think are great. After Wes Nelson and Young Bane, this is nice to meet you, and it's on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Skeletons by Easy Life on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on playing Alec Benjamin in a second, the artist I only support because we share the same name. Griff coming up before four o'clock. Also, what's going on too? I got told off this week at a restaurant because I didn't do the track and trace thing properly. Completely by accident, not not intentionally. I just like walked in and went upstairs to the like roof bit where my friend was sitting and apparently I should have scanned before I'd even set foot in there and they had a little go at me and I felt bad and it was awkward. And I wanted to know what the last thing you were told off for was. Jake has been on saying, Alec, that woman in the restaurant shouldn't have been so rude to you. I would have complained to her manager. Alright, Karen, steady on. I got told off a couple of months ago, Jake says, by a woman who worked in M&S. There was, this was when he had to queue to get into supermarkets because they were limiting the number of people who could go in. There's an M&S near where I live, and I go there quite often. I'm not, I'm not showing off or anything. I completely skipped the queue by accident. Just didn't see it. Walked straight in. Then I got told off and had to join the back, and it was very embarrassing. I had to stand in a queue with people I just tried to screw over by walking straight in. Oh, no. I mean, again... I feel like we live in a world, right, where people get shamed for honest mistakes too much. I'm not talking about, like, cancel culture or anything controversial here. I'm literally talking about stuff like this, when you accidentally make a wrong step and people are like, how dare you, you terrible person. Um, Yeah, um, I I, I don't feel the need to complain to this person's manager. I'm not that Karen-y. It wasn't a particular ordeal, and she was right. I did not check in accurately, so... I'm not going to moan about it. Well, I mean, I am on the radio, but not to a manager. <laughs> but that's, that is unfortunate, being Q-shamed, because you just have to stand there, and everyone watches you, and they're all angry, because if there's one thing in this country that we can't stand, it's Q-jumpers. It goes against everything we stand for, whether you're left-wing, right-wing, gammony, Romani, um, any of that. We all unite to hate queue skippers and in that moment jake everybody thought you were a queue skipper even though it was a complete accident it feels like they they just, they are judging you now you'll never be able to go back to that m&s again your m&s shopping days are finished gonna have to find a new supermarket go to aldi co-op waitrose the whole selection for you that you could choose from because you are no longer welcome at that m&s for insulting one of the pillars of british society I don't make the rules, I'm sorry. Hannah says, I think the last time I got told off was when we had to do Zoom school. You're right, Alex. Zoom school is so much worse than real school. And my English classes in particular were really boring because basically we just had to sit there reading for an hour. So I started doing these Zoom classes with my headphones on. Then I'd just put Netflix on my laptop instead and watch that in class so I could actually use my time productively. It worked perfectly until I went to do it one week didn't realise my headphones weren't connected to the computer and the theme music for New Girl started blaring out of my laptop. Oh no, and that's really distinctive as well. It's like, who's that girl? It's just, everybody will know that. And they'll be like, hang on a minute, that's not a book. Books don't make noise. And then you're busted. Eh, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate, Hannah. Um, always, always check the headphones are plugged in. Same applies on like buses, trains, 
all the situations where it's really awkward to accidentally play things out loud. But yeah, that is another one. It's weird that you mentioned New Girl, because uh, I think, going back to Jake's message, there is an episode of New Girl where they all get shamed for queue jumping and everybody's really angry with them. And I mean, it's near close to a mob. That's what ends up happening. So that's, that's weird that you mentioned that show. Which, weirdly enough, I am kind of liking at the moment. Even though I hate the fact that I like it, I do kind of like it. I've started watching it and it's, it's fun, you know. It's not going to change the world, but it's quite fun. And I suddenly realised why so many people in my year were the way they were. It was because they were all trying to be Jess. And that was quite interesting as an observation, like a sudden moment of realisation. But anyway, um, new girl tangent aside, Yasmin, last time I got told off, was also in a restaurant and I was as nervous as you. I just wanted to make sure I was doing everything right. And in my nervousness, I accidentally knocked over a glass, smashed on the ground, caused a big mess. I was really apologetic, but the waiter who was serving me and my friend was not having any of it. We got shouted at for breaking their property and they said we'd have to pay for a new glass. And we left uh, without paying the bill for the inconvenience. What? Are you... Yasmin, have you just messaged the radio show admitting to dining and dashing? Because because that is kind of illegal. We do have your number. We could pass it on to the relevant authorities. We're not going to. But, you know, it's a, it's a brave thing to do. I would like to know, um, following on from this, why didn't you pay the bill? Did they, like, was it a, like, Karen situation where you got shouted at by the waiter and they were like, how dare you? You've broken our property. And you're like, it's a glass chill and the manager comes up and he's like what's going on here and you're like he says we have to pay because i smashed a glass and the manager's like oh i'm so sorry about him ignore him have a free meal that's situation a situation b was the waiter got angry told you off for breaking the glass you got angry um you stormed out of the restaurant without paying because you're angry and now you're banned from that restaurant and there's a warrant for your arrest which one was it yasmin was it situation a or situation b i really hope it was was a because otherwise that's that's kind of um, not great. The next time you get told off will be by a judge. Uh, I hope that's not the case. Thank you very much for these. Very much enjoyed. Uh, next on the show, I've already told you about what the new Zoom will be. Zoom's out, virtual spaces are in. Club Penguin, hello. Next, a new replacement for OnlyFans. But first, the artist who I literally only like playing on the radio because we have the same name. Big up the Alec representation. This is Alec Benjamin on Wizard Radio with The Way You Felt. By Alec Benjamin on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. See, same same name. Anyway, Griff is coming up. Uh, but first, so Zoom is going to be replaced in the, the future, supposedly, by these virtual spaces that's kind of like Club Penguin. That's fine. But what about, what about OnlyFans? Are you aware of OnlyFans? I suspect you probably are. But in case you're not, let me read out a description of of what OnlyFans is. Um, it is a subscriptions-based site that allows creators to earn a living by sharing original videos on the platform. Fans pay creators for access to their content via a monthly subscription, which can range from $4.99 to $49.99. OnlyFans takes a 20% cut of all payments. It was launched four years ago by Timothy Stokely, who is, in his own words, a British entrepreneur in the adult entertainment industry. So that, that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about OnlyFans. Um, but <clears throat> something is coming for its crown as a, a subscription-based site that allows creators to earn a living by sharing original videos on the platform. Twitter. Twitter's fighting back. 
apparently, I say apparently because I may have been going down a very dark path and reading the Daily Mail again. I know, I know, I know, I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. It rots your brain. It's bad for you. They should put health warnings on it. But I I couldn't resist clicking on this article, which I know is what clickbait's all about. But I fell for it. I fell for it hook, like, hook, line and sink. Because basically, the Daily Mail is convinced that Twitter is going to become the new OnlyFans. And they've worked this out because there's talk this week that Twitter is going to start a tip feature. I think they're piloting it with some users at the moment. Um, where if you like someone's tweets, basically you can just send them send them a bit of money through Twitter. Being like, oh, nice tweet, well done. Have some money. Um, so if you're a Twitter content creator, you might be able to monetize your platform. Which is cool. It sounds like a nice idea. If anybody would like to send me some money for my quite average tweets, then at Feldman Alec, hit me up. <clears throat> but according to Daily Mail, um, this is this is going to completely change the nature of Twitter, and it's going to make it the new OnlyFans because I, I I feel like they they haven't quite done the middle steps of this calculation here, but they've gone. Hmm, you can pay people for content on Twitter, nudes. Because that's what they think. Because the terms and conditions of Twitter allow um, nudity, I believe. Is this right? Or is this only... I, th- I think, yeah, you can put photos that are completely nude on Twitter and they won't take them down. You can show everything. And because of that and because of the fact that you might be able to pay people for tweets in the future, they think that people are now going to use Twitter like it's OnlyFans and just put, I don't know, pictures, the bits up all the time. I don't quite get how they've worked this out, to be honest. I think they might have added one plus one and make three. It's like that meme with the guy, is it from Despicable Me? Where it's like, step one, monetize Twitter. Step two, question mark. Step three, nudes. And they are somehow convinced that Twitter is now going to become like a a hive of hardcore pornography because you can <laughs> I've never said that on the radio before because you can give people like 10p if you like one of their tweets I don't I don't quite think this is going to happen I don't see it myself um, obviously if that is how Twitter goes I am a prolific Twitter user I suppose I will have to get with the times um, but I don't think we'll get there yet I just <laughs> this is such a daily mail thing to take something and she's like, hmm, what's the, what's the angle we can put on this that will inspire the most moral panic? I know, nudes on Twitter, that's it, that's the one. Yeah, we got it, that's our golden angle. But, again, not very well thought through. But I might listen back to this in a few years' time when I'm a, a leading content creator on Twitter and think, ha, how wrong I was. But I, I, don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. Speaking of which, um, this is Griff. And Black Hole on Wizard Radio. What's going on coming up next? Wizard Radio, that was Griff and Black Hole. Couple of loose ends to tie up before we get to what's going on. If you were listening about 40 minutes ago, I played you a clip of somebody rapping the Simpsons scene from the 90s steamed hams. Uh, If you weren't listening then, this will mean very little to you. But I did say I'd tell you who actually did it and then forgot. But I found out now. The person who did the, the Steam Times rap, they're called Kruger. They're at Kruger7 on Twitter. So there you go. There's the credit for that. Uh, go check it out if you fancy, but not now. And also, I mentioned how I've recently got into New Girl 
and I'm being roasted. Someone's been on, Jennifer's been on, saying, ha, you like new girl in a very judgmental way. So cheers for that. Yeah, I do actually quite like new girl. It's just been, it's brain dead and fun. I like it. Why not? Don't shame me. So that is that. And now it is time to do this. What's going on? Welcome <laughs> to what's going on. Uh, we do this just before four o'clock every Saturday afternoon. You know how it works by now. We've been doing it for, for ages. I play you a clip of something, something that's happened, something I found. I've scoured the internet. I tell you what, it's genuinely quite hard to find clips for this that are just like that will work. Really difficult, but I have scoured the internet and I found a clip that I have now ripped completely from all context. I've chopped it up, I've taken away the visual element, which is kind of the most important element, and I'm just going to play it for you. And I would like any suggestion, serious or otherwise, about what you think is happening in it. That's why it's called What's Going On, because you have to tell me what's going on. So, let's have a listen to this week's clip for the first time. Now, in many ways, that's quite obvious what, what that is, because it's it's the Macarena. Um, everybody knows that. It's like a classic school disco anthem, but I don't, I don't want to know what the song is, because obviously I know that that is the Macarena. I do want your suggestions for, for why that is happening, where that is happening, what is going on. I want the context, basically, because obviously I know that that is the Macarena, but, but where? Based on that, it, you know, it's not just the Macarena, it's in somewhere. There's sort of, there's a bit of an echo. I can hear in the background some people that seem to be having a nice time. Is this another one of these government trial rave events? Or worse, is this an illegal rave? I don't know, having never been to a rave before, but I would be surprised if the Macarena was necessarily a song that gets played at events like that. But if you've got any better ideas than me about why the Macarena is happening, then send them to me, please. 07807 183538 is the number. Station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email address, and at wizradio is the Twitter and the Instagram. Oh, but if you want if you want more contact details, you know where to find them. Wizardradio.co.uk. Oh yes, you lucky things. So what is happening in this clip? Explanations, please. <laughs> That is clearly the Macarena, but where, when, why, how? All questions I would like you to answer on this week's edition of What's Going On on Wizard Radio. We'll get the answer just before 5pm. On the way, Majestic, that fun Rasputin tune, and Issam Alnijar's next as well. Right now, though, it's 4 o'clock. Let's get the news. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. In. Majestic and Boney M, what a song. Do you remember? It was probably about this time last year when I became obsessed with Boney M because I discovered that they also did the original version, like the OG version of Barbara Streisand by Duck Source. Uh, it wasn't called that, obviously, but that was cool. That was a fun time, lockdown one. And before that, Issam Al Najjar, Loud Luxury, and Ali Gaty turning me up. 
on Wizard Radio. My name's Alec Feldman. I'm hanging out till five. Thanks for listening. Olivia Rodrigo and Willow Kane and Lil Huddy all playing on this show in the next 20 minutes. So I don't know. But um, now, bad week. Bad week for celebrity marriages. I mean, I feel like every week there is some kind of celebrity marriage that is coming to an end. Um, feels like quite a regular thing recently. Um, and this week's big celebrity divorce was Bill and Melinda Gates, the power couple of the tech world. The the Microsoft Teams team. Um, them two. The people that run the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No more. There is no more Bill and Melinda Gates. Which is a shame. Um, but it's got me thinking. I mean, obviously everyone's been going like, ooh, Bill Gates is single? Hello. Or same with Melinda um, but the thing that I've been thinking about is the statement they put out because couples do this all the time famous couples when they split up they always release some kind of statement that tries to make it sound like oh we're still friends but you know sometimes these things happen and they're always worded in a really weird way um, and I'm just fascinated by them and Bill and Melinda Gates statement says we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of their lives. Very, that feels very LA, doesn't it, somehow? Very Hollywood. Just that, that weird, almost like the kind of thing you might say if you were a therapist. You need to grow together as a couple in the next phase of your lives or go separate ways. Um, but I've been looking at loads more of these celebrity divorce statements because they're just quite interesting. You can tell whether or not it's like a fairly amicable split up by the statement that gets put out and so i've done some some homework and i have come up with a fun game for us all to play it's called who's divorcing who and as you know i'm quite literal in my features uh, in the feature what's going on you have to tell me what's going on in the worst and best things in the world this week I tell you what the worst and best things in the world this week are. And in Who's Divorcing Who, you just have to guess who's divorcing who. I know. Gene, how do I think of these things? I don't know. I really don't. Um, so I've looked at these these celebrity divorce statements and I've compiled a couple of them and I'm going to put them to James, I'm going to put them to you and you just have to guess who is divorcing who. Hi, James. Hi, I'm I'm excited because I, I feel like there's been so many celebrity couples. This might be a game that I, I finally I'll say a game that I find challenging. I thought you find them all challenging. Not particularly. This one though might be a real thunker. A what? A thunker. What what does that even mean? Like if you thunk the past tense of think no it's like god it's, it's like deeper than thinking it's like you're really trying to get to the core of it you think oh okay well there you I've go just, um, i've just made you think anyway you you really have are you ready for the <laughs> for the game then this is too much thunking for me yeah i'm ready throw me the first one the first one um i've had to redact a bit here because it, it really, you know, gives the game away. Redacted and redacted 
are separating. After four and a half years of marriage, they have both requested that the media respect their family's privacy at this difficult time. Who's that? Who's divorcing who? For the thing that four and a half years, to me, that feels like um, maybe that's the time that Kim and Kanye have been married. And they are a very high profile celebrity divorce. Yeah. Is it Kim and Kanye? I'm locking in Kim and Kanye. You're wrong. Oh. But I like I like your thinking because it's quite it's quite similar in a way. It's a similar kind of I'd say league of couple we're talking about. It's not Kim and Kanye, it is the British Kim and Kanye, aka Katie Price and Peter Andre. Sorry, I the British Kim and Kanye, I literally was like, which one of the royal family have been divorced? I mean a lot of them. <laughs> Prince yes. Charles. Um, anyway, let's not get into that. Um, so you get you get nothing there. Sad. Lots of thunking, but no slam dunking. Thank you. That's a good one. I like that. All right, next. Throw me a new one. Redacted is separating from her husband. Redacted. Redacted asks the media to, cliche, respect her privacy during this difficult time. We have no further comment to make. Ooh, that was quite blunt. That's quite, that's quite abrupt. That's from a much bigger celebrity, I think. That's from a celebrity oh, who who's expecting a lot of media requests, saying, nope, I don't want any. But kind mm. of knowing they probably will exactly. get some And also, anyway. if we go all English GCSE on it, it's not saying so-and-so-and-so-and-so are separating. It's one it's is separating so from and the so other. So-and-so is separating from some... So it's very like, yeah. I'm doing this. Who God. do you you know, I only know about one celebrity divorce that I don't even think we're going to touch on. So, this is very difficult. Um, okay, wait a sec. Is, is, are they British? Yes. Somebody... So, the woman is separating. I don't know. No clue at all. No clue at all. Do you want the answer? Yes, please. It's another serial divorcee. It's Cheryl Cole. Oh. And it was her marriage to Ashley Cole. I should have known that. I sh I'm upset with myself over that. I should have known that. You should have. Next one. Um, this one. This one you might get. It says, We've been working hard for well over a year. Some of it together some of it separated to see what might have been possible between us and we have come to the conclusion that while we love each other very much we will remain separate does that ring any bells with you ah oh, yeah it does it's a very famous divorce that one is it american it's 50 percent american 50 percent american Mm-hmm. One of them was American. One of them was not. What? Oh, my God. This is Any so idea? hard, Alec. This is, this is probably one of the most famous divorce statements ever. It has a very famous phrase that is now just a part of common usage. Um... 
I don't know. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm so bad at this. And you thought that you'd smash it. This no, I didn't. Is the, I didn't think that. This is the iconic conscious uncoupling statement. No! From Chris Martin no, from Coldplay. No! And Gwyneth Paltrow from Candles. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I have been waiting this whole game for you to say we are consciously uncoupling. Because that is the only celebrity divorce I know <laughs> anything about. And you chose <laughs> the one phrase that I don't know. If you yes, said we are consciously uncoupling, <laughs> bam, Gwyneth and Chris Martin, obvs. You can't make it easy, can you? No, but otherwise, all of the divorce statements that you're saying are the same statement. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm giving myself that point. But you you didn't get it right. No, you can't you give yourself a point. Right. You didn't get it right. Would you like would you like one more? Yeah, come on then. Okay, here is here is the final one. That's it. What silence? I think so. What is that, Kim and Kanye? You've got one. Oh, Finally, fantastic. you've got one right. I've searched long and hard, and I don't think Kim and Kanye have ever actually announced their own divorce, as far oh, as enough. I can tell. So you get. One point in that two game. Two points. One. James got one two, point in that game. Two point. Fake news. Two one points. out of four. Two out of <laughs> well four. Well done. Fifty percent. Well done for that. Twenty-five percent score. Coming up next. Would you like to go on a, a boat on holiday? I know you would. I'll tell you about that next. This is Olivia Rodrigo and Deja Vu. Olivia Rodrigo and Deja Vu on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Playing next, would you like to hear Willow Kane? You don't get a choice, it was a rhetorical question. But, um, you know how the government the other day released their list of um, green light countries that you can actually travel to, and it turns out there aren't really that many. Um, well, if you are thinking about travelling, I do have a suggestion for you. Um, hopefully, you will actually be able to get to this one because it's not until 2022 so fingers crossed there'll be a lot more countries on the green list by then but there is there is a catch this this holiday recommendation um i feel like it it mainly appeals to slightly older people um people that are a bit older than than you and me probably but if on the off chance, I don't know, there might be some some 50-odd, 60-odd, 70-year-olds listening who really like the show. You know, you're all you're all very welcome. Um, if you are listening and you are quite old, I would like to make a recommendation to you or anyone anyone else who's younger but maybe old at heart. Cruises. Does anybody fancy going on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise. I don't have any desire to go on a cruise um i i thought cruises were kind of kind of done because do you remember that that cruise ship where everybody got covid last year and it got like stranded at sea and nobody would take it i thought that was kind of it for cruises but no no cruises are back and i can i can sort of try and recommend to you right now a potential cruise that you could go on um if if that does sound like it's it's up your street, if it if it, I'm not going to say that. That's too, that's too unfunny. 
you can just imagine what I was going to say. Would you like to go on a mystery cruise? I can't tell you any more than that. It's it's a mystery cruise. It's ten days, but everything else about it is a mystery. I mean, obviously, I can tell you like you know the dates and stuff. It's the middle of 2022. But other than that, it is it's a it just that's it. It's a mystery cruise around Europe, which is you know quite a big place. That doesn't reveal too much, but you literally don't get any more information than that. You don't know where you're going. You don't know the route. You don't know like what you'll be able to do on board. All you know is that it's a surprise, and it's a cruise next year. Does that appeal to anybody? Um, again. Not, not really. I probably wouldn't really want to go on a cruise, even if I, I did know where it was going. But this one in particular doesn't appeal because you literally know nothing about it. The last time somebody was promised a mystery cruise, they did end up kind of travelling halfway around the world and not being allowed into countries. That does not appeal to me. But if you are of an older persuasion and you love a cruise and you're excited for the return of cruising then maybe this mystery cruise is for you um but i can't tell you more because it's a mystery who would like to part with about five grand to go on a cruise where you know none of the details anybody any takers oh didn't think so oh well this is willow kane two-seater it's on wizard radio Willow Kane and Two Seater. I just wanted to let that one linger for a few moments. Mark my words, in the next 12 months, that song will be in a DFS advert. Come back to me on the 8th of May, 2022, and tell me whether or not I was right or wrong. Alex Felben on Wizard Radio. Lil Huddy, Ian Dior coming up next. First, I would like to have a bit of a rant about something, actually. The Line of Duty finale was on the telly on Sunday night, and... I watched it, and lots of other people watched it, I think about 13 million other people, and everybody that watched it thought it was rubbish. It was very underwhelming. Now that isn't actually the thing I'd like to rant about, because I haven't watched any of Line of Duty until the last episode. I was mainly watching it for like for like research purposes, but I did watch it, and I didn't think much of it, and going by Twitter, neither did anybody else, but that's that. And it did get me thinking about a wider... A wider trend that I've been noticing which is that some TV shows they start really good and then over the course of their run they get progressively worse and it's it's really starting to annoy me because yeah line of duty is sort of the most current popular example of it but also I've been finding it with another show that I'm really getting into at the moment and it's just it's not it's not giving me any returns and it's really annoying me so sit tight I feel like this probably won't put too many people off, but if you if you are currently in the middle of watching a Channel 4 drama called Ackley Bridge that was first broadcast about four years ago, uh, spoiler alert, don't listen to the next bit, but I feel like enough time has passed. So I'm watching this show. It's called Ackley Bridge. It's set in West Yorkshire. I really like it. I decided I fancied watching it. I saw some trailers. And I was like, yeah, this looks good. And so I got it on, it's on Netflix, which I like, because on all four you have to sit through all the adverts and stuff, no thanks. So I got it on Netflix, and the first series was six episodes, and I just really, really liked it. I properly fell in love. I fell in love with, like, the characters and the town, and it was, it was like a, it's like a school drama, right? But with quite a few comical elements thrown in, it's quite funny. 
are not altogether that serious, but it still sheds light on sort of fairly serious issues, you know, of like deprivation and social integration in communities that are mixed in areas like this fictional village of Ackley Bridge and all that kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, the writing, the dialogue is a bit, it's a bit meh. But overall, it's a fun time. It's a good watch. You really like the characters. You really like the location. And it was a really good time. And I was just hooked on it. And I watched like most of the first series in a day. And it was really good. And then then the second series came. And it, it just felt completely different to the first. And I hate it when TV shows do this. When they have one successful series. And they're like, great, let's do another one. But we'll do it differently. And the second series of Ackley Bridge... Completely different vibe, completely different structure. They changed it so the focus was less on the main protagonist from the first series and more on lots of the supporting characters. But they also did it in a way where like every character has an episode with their plotline. But that just means that every episode, it feels completely different. There's no ongoing thread because... Like, they'll leave something hanging in one episode and then just not address it in the next episode because something else has happened. They're focusing on a different character. And I just, I don't really like that choppy way of writing a TV show, for one thing. But also, it just, the whole dynamic of the show completely shifted. And this is where the spoilers come in, right? Because series one, it was like, there were important, difficult subjects tackled, but in a very light-hearted way and probably quite a superficial way. And then, and then in the second series, completely out of nowhere, they go and get someone killed off. Like, zero warning. Somebody, one of the, the characters who's got, like, an ongoing story. They're not a main character. But they just they get killed off. They get murdered. They get stabbed. And you weren't expecting it. And it just happens. And in the next episode, it's like, yeah, they, they didn't survive. They died. But then, then everyone just kind of carries on. And it's like they've forgotten about it. Which, for one thing, is stupid. But also, why do you have to kill him off? Why? Like, I, I don't like things that are serious. This this might say more about me than the, the writers of this show. But when I watch TV, I hate anything that's too heavy. I don't like things that are serious or realistic. I just like things to be funny and brain dead and silly. And so when they, when they killed someone off in a brutal murder, I just wasn't emotionally prepared. It really shocked me. And I wasn't, I wasn't here for that. That's not why I was watching it. And I just, I didn't like it. Why does everything always have to get more, more serious and kind of dark as it goes on? I don't, I don't get this. It happens in all sorts of things where they just make it more gritty and, you know, edgy as the series progresses. And I just, I don't like it. They did it with Suits as well. Suits was rubbish after like season three. Um, the Harry Potter movies. I know this was kind of the whole point, but they, they all got like darker as they progressed. Um, there's so many examples of this and I know that that's just kind of how you're supposed to write TV and what most normal people want but I don't I don't want this I don't want TV shows to get like sadder as they go along I want it to be kind of the same all all the time this is where I really like The Simpsons because there's zero continuity and everything's always exactly the same no matter what happens in an episode but Another another issue, going back to this Ackley Briggs show, right? I've got, I've, got, I've got a massive rant about this. It just really, really annoyed me. I know I've been going on about it for ages, but just bear with me. Another issue I have with it, second series, they basically write out one of these characters, but without explaining why, he just vanishes. One of the teachers, who's like one of the main characters in the first series. By series two, he just like disappears halfway through. 
and I was googling him to find out like where did he go why has this happened why did he just disappear from the show without anyone acknowledging it and from there I accidentally saw another spoiler but this this spoiler reveals that like the, the main character the protagonist of the whole show gets killed off in the second episode of series three she gets hit by a car what on earth what are they doing why and now i've decided purely because of that i can't be bothered watching it anymore i really loved it and now i'm just like i'm not i'm not gonna bother i don't want to see her get hit by a car and die she's like the main character and also why why have they done this why have they changed the vibe of the whole series what are they playing at and so as revenge for this and the gradual declining quality and the fact that every episode i watch from here on will just be increasingly unsatisfying I've just decided to, to break up with the show. I've given up on it. Not interested anymore. Bye, Ackley Bridge. It was fun, but no. <sighs> okay, that's 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 the rant done. I just needed to get that off my chest because I was like, I was reading about this online and I wanted to see if anybody else had the same complaints I had. And I think because this isn't a particularly popular or well-known show, nobody's been talking about it online, really. So this is this is where I've come to rant. Sorry. But if you're still if you're still paying attention the the point i'm making is this there are some tv shows that get progressively worse as they go on and you would just be better off quitting whilst you're ahead and giving up on like series two out of seven or whatever and so i want to offer a service today to help people out kind of like a rotten tomatoes imdb type thing where you tell me what shows you've been watching and if they get progressively worse pre-warn us and tell us like at what point they start going to like downhill so that we can just stop bothering with them early and not sit through like five seasons of unsatisfying rubbish so if there's a show that you, you used to like that started off so well and then you gradually came to despise because it just gets worse and worse and worse tell us about it tell us what happened tell us why we should stop watching it and when we should stop watching it just so we can basically save lots of people time imagine the time that you've wasted on bad tv i want to put an end to it so if you get me on the text right now 07807 183538 i've already been going on about this for ages or tweet me at wiz radio or send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk what tv shows start good get worse and if that's the case where should we stop watching them and why thank you very much <laughs> all right i'm gonna play a song in a second i promise but first I would like to tell you a little bit about somebody called Lil Huddy, because that is the song I'm going to play for you next. But before I do, I want to tell you about the person behind the music. I've done some research, I've been Googling, I've been getting spoilers again, and I've condensed all of the knowledge that I've learned about Lil Huddy into just 60 seconds. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Little Huddersfield, or Lil Huddy as it's more colloquially known, is a small village located 10 miles outside of Huddersfield, West Yorkshire. It has a population of 3,200 and lacks its own train station, but bus route 828 runs into Huddersfield town centre twice a week should everybody, anybody ever need to leave Lil Huddy. It features a number of local amenities including a community library, a park with a bowls green and cafe, and a large Tesco. There are also three churches, two pubs, a primary school, and a crazy golf course. It's governed by the Lil Huddy Parish Council. They meet twice a month and discuss important matters such as the village fate, or whether or not to change the colours of the wheelie bins, or how many speed bumps is too many. For its small and Asian population, Lil Huddy is idyllic, but for outsiders, it can seem strange, backwards, even hostile. 
One person reported their car breaking down while passing through Lil Huddy and being given a parking ticket within two minutes. Unfortunately, having their vehicle clamped, towed and crushed into a cube over the following hour. And that is Lil Huddy in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Ian Dion, Trippy Red, Lil Huddy before that. Alec Feldman here on Wizard Radio. The new Coldplay song is coming up next. Yes, that's exciting. Lil Nas X before the end of the show. Um, I'm offering a service here right now where we can warn people off TV shows that start really well and then get progressively worse by publicly sort of announcing the point at which they start to decline. So we can all save a load of time and just stop watching them when they get rubbish. I've been burnt too many times. I've been burnt by Suits. I still haven't finished Suits because I just got got bored of it. I mean, what's, what's the point when Meghan Markle's not in it anymore? Um... And also with this Ackley Briggs show I've been watching recently, they all they all just decline and everybody's been having the same with Line of Duty. So let's have a look, see what we've got. Nicole has been on. Um, she says, I had been watching Viewpoint on ITV a couple of weeks ago, which has Noel Clark in it. Obviously, we don't like Noel Clark anymore. The show was pulled from ITV because all the allegations against him came out whilst Viewpoint was airing every night. It was only semi-decent anyway, so it's a bit of a non-starter. But I still don't know what happens at the end, because ITV decided to pull the show before the last episode went to air. I invested four nights of my life in this show. I don't know what happens in the last episode. Can someone find out for me how I can watch the last episode? I mean, this is a a thorny issue, because it's all, you know, I I still don't know whether you you can separate art from artist, because... In theory, I feel like you, you know, if the bad person makes some art, you should probably not do that anymore. It's like Chris Brown, right? I will never play the music of, well, I might have to, but I might be forced to one day. But I wouldn't voluntarily play the music of Chris Brown on the radio, right? Because I think he's a, a bad person. But at the same time, I find that quite easy because I don't think it's very good music. Like Noel Clark, right? He was Mickey in Doctor Who. That's how I knew him. And so do I now have to not watch any of those episodes that he was in anymore because of everything that's that's come out? Because I, I, I don't really want to do that. So it's a, it's a weird moral issue, that. Um, as, for, as for the issue of how you can watch the last episode of his show, Viewpoint, I don't know. Was it is it online? Is it on ITV Hub? I, I, don't, I don't know the answer, Nicole. I'm sorry. Um, but um, maybe, yeah, look, look online. I don't know. <laughs> but I think the easiest solution for that one is just don't don't bother starting to watch that show. Probably, if you're not invested already, I would I'd probably leave that to be honest. Um, Anna's been on Jane the Virgin on Netflix was my favourite show for like two years. I was obsessed with it, and then series three hit, just dropped off a cliff for me. The problem with shows like that is that each episode is an hour long, which is very long for my short attention span. So it's got to stay really interesting, or I'm just going to lose focus and stop watching. And that's what happens to happen to me with Jane the Virgin. I would recommend watching it, but only up to series two. Yeah, I've sort of semi-watched Jane the Virgin. And I feel like, yeah, the, the golden series were one and two. But I I didn't watch every episode. And also, I didn't stay awake for for an entirety of any individual episode. So I, I can't really tell you what happened. But I just remember thinking the early half was better than the later half. But sounds like my attention spans even worse than yours. And uh, Toby's been on as well. This is a controversial one. I know loads of people really like both of these shows. Orange is the New Black. Got rubbish after Series 5. Got boring. 
Strange Things Series 2 fell off for me. Um, so I'm, I'm only hating on Series 3. Oh, so it was after Series 2. So Series 3 got rubbish in Stranger Things, uh, Toby thinks. I feel like these shows just need to keep it moving or know when to end because otherwise my favourite shows become shows that are just a bit dull, says Toby. I know! It's nothing worse than when you're excited to watch a show and you're like, oh, there's a new series, there's a new episode, but it never, it never quite hits the spot and it never... You're just very unsatisfying because you always watch it wishing it was something else what it what it used to be and it's just not anymore it's a shame it's a shame right um because i ranted for for ages about this um we're, we're quite late so let's play cold play and then we'll very quickly wrap up what's going on this is higher power on wizard radio i quite like that you know the new song from cold play came out was it yesterday i think it was yesterday higher power on wizard radio i'm alec feldman i did mention if you were listening really carefully that i'd play Lil Nas X before the end of the show um, I lied. I won't. There's no time. Sorry. Because I ranted for too long about Ackley Bridge getting rubbish. <laughs> a show no one cares about. Anyway, let's... Before I do get hauled off the radio at 5 o'clock to make way for Mars Mikulski, let's return to the game that asks a very simple question. That question is this. What's going on? Like I said before, I love a literal feature. All you have to do in what's going on is tell me what's going on. Uh, And earlier on, I played you a clip of, well, you can hear it. It was just of the Macarena, basically. Have a listen. That is, you know, just the Macarena. I know what that is. I don't need you to tell me that's the Macarena. But I would like your explanations for for why that's the Macarena. What context have I ripped that from? Like, where is this taking place? Why is this taking place? What What's the visual? What would you be able to see if there was a video and this wasn't the radio? Suggestions coming in from Benny, who says, I've got a theory. You know how last week on the show, the clip was a rave that the government put on? Is this an attempt at a follow-up legal government-sponsored rave? But this time, nobody showed up. So instead of being a warehouse full of people raving to dance music, this is just an empty warehouse with one lonely DJ playing the Macarena. Because what else would he be doing? I can just imagine how this clip looks. You know what? It's <laughs> in many ways not far off, but uh, there are actually people there, Benny. But you're, I mean, you're not right. But um, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> that they couldn't book any good DJs this week, so it's like Disco Dave and his flashy lights playing the Macarena. Um, but no, you're not correct, but well done for paying such close attention that you remember the clip from what's going on last week. Thanks for listening as always, Benny. Nice one, mate. Sam says, I think this clip is actually a bit artsy, and it's a video of a DJ or maybe just a portable speaker in Chernobyl home of the 1986 nuclear disaster. I think this video is meant to be a jarring look at the lack of society in what used to be a thriving city. It's a political message, so in the video you just see the the empty city with a portable speaker playing the Macarena. I do find all the pictures of Chernobyl and stuff really kind of haunting in a cool kind of way. Like the empty swimming pool, that's quite a famous one, and like how they've just sealed the reactor up in concrete. Yeah, really, really interesting haunting place but um you're not right it's not somebody playing the macarena at chernobyl that almost feels quite <laughs> jarring and offensive um no that's not what it is sam it's not 
It's not art. Well, I mean, in some ways it is art, I suppose, but it's not art in the traditional sense. And Trini suggests... I might be imagining this, but did I hear a laugh in the background around halfway through the video? It sounds like it's just one person laughing. I think this is being filmed from the perspective of someone setting up a disco. Actually, I'll be more specific. I think this is a video of a bunch of workers setting up discos, testing the sound equipment that um, before reopening the place that I think is the Mail Online personified. Butlins. <laughs> it's not Butlins, Trini. Um, but it's, it's a fun guess. You, you are correct. You did hear a laugh. There are people there. It's not completely haunted and empty like Benny and Sam thought. There are people there in this, this hall. I don't think it's it's a warehouse. Well, maybe it is a warehouse. You know what? I'm going to say it is actually a warehouse where this is taking place. It looks like a warehouse. So um, you weren't far off Benny when you said it was a warehouse and also kind of tr- Trini. Um, there are people, there are workers, and in many ways it is a bit like the Mail Online personified. But it's not a disco or a nuclear accident site. It's an election count. You know, there's local elections happening. This is footage from an election count in North Norfolk, um, somewhere called Broadland. And it's loads of people who volunteered to count. They're all socially distanced. They're all wearing masks. And for reasons I don't quite understand, they're doing the Macarena. I don't know why. But this is this is English democracy. This is how it works. So that's fun. If this was like 10 years ago, I'm sure this would have gone really viral, but instead it just makes it onto what's going on. There's Yeah, there's the returning officer. They've even got their own jobs on like the back of their jackets and a account supervisor and they're all doing the Macarena. How lovely. So that is what's going on this week. And I'm all out of time. Didn't even have time to play Lil Nas X. Maybe I'll play him next. I'll tell you what, I'll play him next week. First song next week will be Lil Nas X, if I remember. But thanks for listening today. I've had a nice time. I hope you have as well. Miles Mikulski is coming up next on Wizard Radio. I'll chat to you next Friday and Saturday at 3pm. And right now, though, it is approaching 5 o'clock, so let's get all the latest news. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com